welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. I'm your host, Mara Shore. I'm a partner in the medical practice management company, Yes, Shore Solutions. Who's the other partner, you may ask? Easy answer. That would be my father, our founding partner, Jay Shore. Together, we now have an amazing team and clients across the country. Listen as I chat, converse, strategize, and commiserate with brilliant guests, colleagues, friends, clients, and influencers. It's time to listen, learn, and be inspired. Welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. And welcome back to Shore Solutions, the podcast. In this episode, I am so thrilled to be speaking with Dr. Carl Thornfeld. Now, you may know him as the founder and medical director of CT Derm in Fruitland, Idaho, board certified dermatologist, but really to most, he is known as the founder of Episciences Inc., which as we all know, is the manufacturer of the amazing Epion's skincare product line. So we have known Dr. Carl, my, my dad, Jay Shore, and I have known Dr. Carl for so many years, and I was absolutely thrilled to be able to sit down and really have a deep discussion about his background. For those of you that don't know, Dr. Carl was stationed at the U.S. Naval Base in Scotland for three years as their general practice physician. Shortly after, he completed his dermatology specialty training at the University Hospital in San Diego, and in 2002, founded Episciences. Really, this is what would go on to be known as the Epion's skincare line. Truly, this has become a household name. Dr. Carl was the recipient of the 2019 Lifetime Achievement Awards at the Aesthetic Show. Fun fact, loved being able to hug him the moment he got off stage. Now, since this episode was recorded, I have been grateful to turn several friends and family members onto the Epion skincare line because they're currently dealing, as are so many people that we know, dealing with stress-related dermatitis or the currently dreaded maskne. For those of you that don't know, maskne is when you have horrendous acne, scarring, marking where your mask sits on your face for those people that have to wear masks all day long. Finally, I am going to give you a nerd alert on this episode. And I mean that in the best of ways. This is one of our most scientific episodes yet. Dr. Carl dives deep into the science behind why and how he created the Epion's skincare line. So if you geek out over words like stratum corneum and microbes and love hearing about clinical studies, this episode is for you. Get ready to geek out and listen as Dr. Carl sits down and shares his incredible knowledge with us. Let's go. Dr. Carl, as you are lovingly known to your patients and colleagues and everybody in this industry, can you tell our listeners how you got started in medicine? Tell, bring us back to the beginning. How did you get started? How I got into medicine was my father was a prominent pediatrician who was an allergist who was actually chairman of pediatrics at major hospital and medical school in Portland for a number of years. But I suffered from a variety of allergic and skin conditions that were quite incapacitating. But my father also had a farm, and on that farm, we took care of nationally prominent sheep that were some of the top in the country. So instead of 
executing the animals if there was a injury or a disease, he would actually treat them with human medicine or veterinary medicine or bring out top surgeons from the medical school and his clinic to perform surgery on these animals. Consequently, when I was in sixth grade, I was providing ether anesthesia for animals that were worth over $1,000 a piece. And in the early 60s, uh, that was a lot of money. So I developed this interest in understanding that medical aspect and watching these surgeons perform and watching medicines work. But the other thing my father did was we would add pediatric liquid vitamins that were given to the pediatricians, but these were outdated samples, and we would mix them with molasses, and every night we would feed our animal high-quality hay um, with molasses that was doctored with these nutrients. Consequently, when we would go to compete in fairs across the western United States, our animals were substantially larger and longer and taller than others that we would compete against. So I got to witness the value also of a nutritional. This was before the days of giving animals mass amounts of hormones to make them larger and taller and bigger, etc. This was Absolutely. You were doing this through food and the healing power of true medicine and through food. Absolutely. And that was, uh, my dad was a pioneer in that area, but he was convinced that if it was important for human nutrition, and keep in mind in the 60s, the importance of multivitamins and so on was just really starting to hit the market. Prior to that, the feeling was, well, if you eat well, you don't need any kind of nutritional supplements. But that was being completely questioned then in the 60s. And we got to see that demonstrated uh, in our animals. I was very fascinated with the science behind it. I've always had a scientific mind. A matter of fact, by the age of 12, I had read Encyclopedia Britannica and Encyclopedia World Book, all 20 volumes of each from cover to cover. I was not interested in comic books. I was interested in pure science. I had no interest in fantasy. And so my interest really evolved into medicine as a science and seeing benefit occur with what I watched on our farm and felt that by the end of my sixth grade, I decided I wanted to be a doctor. Now, a little caveat, the only B I got was in fifth grade penmanship and the teacher said, you know, Carl, you write so poorly, you should be a doctor. And I thought, okay, that's substantiation that I should be a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was well on my way. So What's, what's really interesting about that story and your, and your background is that even today within your practice, you still serve a very large part of the patient base that you grew up with and that you grew up around. In other words, your practice is not a purely cosmetic practice. You focus so heavily on dermatology instead of necessarily saying, well, I really want to focus on the cosmetic industry and I really just want to focus on injectables or laser, for instance. Tell us a little bit more and tell our audience a little bit more about the patient population you serve and why you've chosen to do this that way. Because I grew up in a small town and there was definite difficulties in getting quality health care, when I decided to go into medicine, I decided that I would go into rural health care. 
So for over 30 years, I was the only dermatologist for 30,000 square miles in eastern Oregon and southwest Idaho, serving about 140,000 people spread over that whole area. And with the emphasis of providing top quality care of all aspects of dermatology, not just all age groups and not just the number of diseases. And of course, I had great interest in dermatitis, having suffered greatly from widespread dermatitis when I was a child and teenager, but also with other uh, chronic conditions and those attendant problems, those comorbidities that would occur with that. And so, for example, with hives, I would see many patients also had uh, asthma or allergic rhinitis. And so, because of my work with allergy and immunology, I also had a great interest in that and would take care of those issues as well, gastrointestinal allergies and so on. So, it's all been related to the immune system and the different aspects of where in the human body the immune system functions. My real focus is to understand the underlying driver of what we see for skin disease. Nearly 90% of all the named skin diseases, of which there are over 800, are a manifestation of an internal problem. And I wanted to focus on the underlying driver to manipulate the foundation because I want for my patients what I wanted when I was afflicted. That is get completely clear, not partially clear like many pharmaceutical companies were satisfied with, but I wanted to get completely clear. And I wanted to stay clear and I wanted the foundation to be affected so I didn't have to worry about when I'm going to flare back, when is it going to hit me again. So those are the the foundations of the principle for my treatments. My real goal is to make that person's skin and mucous membranes as healthy as possible and to rebalance the immune system and allow their body to function at its optimum. And anybody that has ever heard you speak and heard you give a scientific lecture just sits in awe of your knowledge. You are such a wealth of knowledge, such a true scientist in this. And I've had the pleasure of listening to you speak and sharing your knowledge so many times from even this past year when we we traveled across the, across the country together and I was able to assist and lecture with Epions. It was just such a dream to be able to listen because you share so much that goes just beyond the skin, but focusing on inflammatory disease, focusing on autoimmune and all of this. And one thing that I love is how you chose to take this all one step further. So when I mention Epions, it's because you are not just, and, and I say just very loosely, right? Not just a dermatologist, which that in itself is is huge in what you do and the patients you serve, but you founded the Epion Skincare line as well. Uh, yes, I did. And the purpose for that was that when I look at diseases and I'm trying to understand the foundational problem, I really look at it from a molecular and a cellular point of view. And I think my greatest strength is being able to look at hard basic science and actually realize how it could possibly apply into human medicine. I knew having done four phase three clinical trials when I was a dermatology resident that 
the prescription medications were not the final cure in, in the sense that at that time, very, very few, if ever, produced 100% clearance rates. So my search then, understanding the molecular and cellular problems going in, in other words, what we call the pathophysiology of the underlying disease, I wanted to look at things differently. Basically, what I did was to find that the medications when I got out into practice weren't working that well. And I also found that patients didn't like them very well. So I wasn't the only one that was not enamored with the way the prescription medications for skin diseases felt and smelled and their lack of efficacy. And so after being in practice for a year and a half, I was pretty discouraged because people weren't responding as well as I thought. And having been a mountain climber, I was on top of a 9,000-foot peak pondering what were we missing? What was it with the use of steroids and retinoids and alpha-hydroxy acids were just coming into the marketplace, but we had the beta-hydroxy acids. Why weren't they working for many of these diseases? And it hit me up there as I was um, pondering that I noticed how much stronger the sun felt, the wind, and it struck me, wait a minute, everything that we are using now is basically destroying the skin barrier. But the number one purpose of the skin is for protection. Could that be the problem? Could the reason our high-potency steroids were only getting 56% clearance rates? Was that because they were, after days to weeks of use, actually damaging the skin barrier more? Well, at that time, there had been really very little research done on the skin barrier at all. Dr. Stoughton, who was one of the giants, I stood on his shoulders, my chairman at UC San Diego, who was a, one of the pioneers in, in steroids, had just said that, well, the stratum corneum is just a layer of cellophane that you just have to blow through to get products into actually work. And so I went back and started pondering this more and basically then developed a theory about that the skin barrier was the underlying foundational problem and then the side effects of that abnormal barrier function triggered chronic inflammation that would then activate a number of cells that release pro-inflammatory pro signals. And then, of course, I had a concept. Well, that's really neat having a concept. But then the question is, can you prove it basic science-wise? Then can you develop products that actually modulate those abnormalities? And then can those products be introduced into the marketplace and uh, impact people's lives? Yes, I was saying, obviously they can. We see with our practices any practice that we speak with, and when I say our practices, because we have clients all across the country, and when we work with our clients, anybody that's ever interacted with the Epionce brand is always excited to learn more, excited to learn how to bring it into their own practice and look at all the different opportunities that are available for them. So you've certainly managed to make Epionce a well-known name in this industry and a force to be reckoned with. So you've, you've su certainly succeeded in that realm. I've been extremely blessed to be able to experience that. Very few get that opportunity to go through that entire process. But I've stayed in dermatology with a clinical practice to basically hold me accountable. 
it's very easy for people in the ivory tower to come up with these great paradigms or regimens and companies to spend large amounts of money on some kind of products based on marketing stories. But then the question is, does it really work on the patients? And Dr. Stoughton, who was actually named by Time Magazine as one of the most hundred most influential uh, people in America back in the 70s, he always told me, don't forget the whole purpose of the scientific research is for the betterment of the patient. And so instead of focusing on a lot of neat esoteric science, focus on what's going to have the impact on that patient's life. That's been an overlying mantra for me uh, in all these years of research and product development. And so you have done a significant amount of product development over the years. And where do you think you've seen the most evolution in, we'll even say the past few decades? Two aspects. When we discovered that the foundational problem for 14 major skin diseases was a compromised or inadequate stratum corneum barrier coupled with chronic inflammation that was completely uncontrolled and refractory to therapy, that those were the primary foundations that triggered all these other uh, pathways, seven different inflammatory pathways that would then cause tissue destruction. And when we first applied to speak about it at meetings in the 90s, there wasn't really any interest in that. People said, oh, you, you're way out there. But then 2004, Andrew Weil was on the front of Time magazine about how understanding inflammation was going to change medicine. So I think that the aspects that we've really contributed is teaching people about the importance of skin barrier. And a lot of people now are talking about that for products also the importance of inflammation in the skin. And so our focus for product development was along those lines. And then further expansion of that was the cell types that were involved and the implication of having an inadequate barrier as far as allowing pollutants and microbes to move in and continue to drive skin disease and prevent long-term remissions. Uh, we also dealt with that. So our product development has been thankfully successful. We also had, though, the strategy of that is when patients are coming to me, they expect the doctor to be a clearinghouse for information. They want to know what's effective and what's safe. And because cosmetic and non-prescription drugs, except for sunscreens, there's no safety data required, I felt that I had a moral ethical obligation to provide products that were safe or that are safe and effective. So we needed to qualify for both. So we do do safety studies on, on our products and we do perform multiple clinical trials. We were the first to take on prescription products. And to date, we've in double blind prospective control clinical trials, we've beaten in safety and efficacy 10 prescription market leaders which, to my knowledge, only two other companies have done one study against a prescription product, and they did not show statistical superiority in safety and efficacy, and we have done that 10 times over. And we have other products in development now, a number of products in development that will also have great impacts. We plan on testing against major market leaders down the road. So processes that I was told would 
prevent us from being successful in the marketplace, uh, we basically exploded as well as, of course, exploded the uh, the paradigm uh, you need to exfoliate to have great clinical results. Well, and one thing that I have heard you say again and again is that you're not against prescriptions when they're truly necessary, but so many of the products can take the place of a topical prescription for certain skin diseases. And I have tried as a patient, right? So I have no shame. I will stand on stage and I always tell people what I've had done injectable wise or surgery wise. And especially I'm really, really proud of skincare regimens and from everything from a daily skincare regimen to when I've had eczema and I've, I've dealt with eczema on hands on my face and used certain Epion's products that have helped keep my skin so much healthier. They, they help repair it and they help make my skin so much better. I know that my father has had the same issues. So we always on this podcast, we always talk about Jay, my, my dad, my partner in crime and in business. And I know Dr. Carl, you know, Jay incredibly well, and your team has been amazing as far as sending him product as well to help heal his hands because they were cracking and they were just so dry. So that along with the dermatitis that I dealt with last year from, from having citrus in my water and then sitting out in the sun and through a regimen of certain products that you recommended, it was able to clear what would have been a far more frustrating skin condition. And so when I look at the power of what Epion's provides, it is certainly a line that we recommend to our clients as well. Because one thing is that when our clients come to us, a key question is, should I sell skincare in my practice? Why can't I just send them to a department store or Sephora or Ulta and a drugstore? And all those places are great for certain things. But for skincare, we always recommend to our clients to pick one or two of their favorite lines and look at their particular patient base and what is going to work best for their patient base. And Epion's always is at the top of that list because it, it's tried, it's true. Like you said, there's clinical trials running strong. The strategy as we developed products was focused on to understand the interactive cycles and then focus on those cycles like prescription products do, realizing we probably some of the mechanisms of action of our products are not as potent as prescription ones, um, but because they work on all four abnormalities of, of the disease-causing cycle and because they're in product formulations that people like to use, the fact that they will use them regularly and have this multifactorial uh, functionality, they will get better long-lasting results. You know, prescription products were designed for short-term use. They were not designed for the underlying problem. They were designed to give uh, relief, rapid relief, and uh, uh, treat the problem. So, and obviously now that's changing some of these biologics that are out there. But the biologic uh, manipulation is only part of the story. That's why even the most potent uh, biologics for diseases like psoriasis um, rarely achieve uh, 50% of the patients getting uh, completely clear. Whereas with our uh, our products, we get a lot of people completely clear using them either with prescription products, which is usual case, and then using them for maintenance afterwards. We get people clear and keep them clear over the long term. 
And what do you have in mind for the future of Epiance? What are you thinking as far as next steps as other than skincare and world domination, of course, but what do you have in mind <laughs> as far as the next yeah. steps of what you want to see with the brand? As science has advanced and we understand a lot of underlying uh, mechanisms of action, we're focusing on manipulating a number of those pathways to a much greater degree than what we have to date. As we understand also the issues on the different cells and tissues, what goes on to a deeper level now, we're working on manipulation of, of those pathways. We've also are doing quite extensive work in new botanicals uh, that and, and new ways to extract active ingredients from botanicals. And we will continue to expand our uh, over-the-counter drug group as well. So we've got several areas that we're working on, and that's why we have a lot of products under development and why I plan on working for a very long time as far as continuing to uh, develop new products for Epions. And people uh, have said to me, so why don't you have things for sale? And I said, well, because I started Epions because I felt I could do a better job and introduce better products than what was on the market. And still there's things that we can do that will, that can and are, and we will prove superior to many of the uh, prescription products out there. And those products will continue to be developed. So we have a steady pipeline of uh, new products coming out. And one of the things that you and I were discussing is that even during the pandemic, and what you have found in previous recessionary times as well is that people, if they're unable to get their cosmetic treatments, they're turning even more than ever right now to good, strong, quality skincare because they're realizing that they need really phenomenal skincare in lieu of when they cannot get their neurotoxin or a laser treatment, et cetera. So, one of the things that Epions does that I'm going to I'm going to put out there for everybody is that they make it incredibly easy to drop ship products. So if you are a practice out there that's listening and we know that right now we're recording this episode midsummer but we always say that if you're listening to this episode a little bit later practices may need to shut down again for a period of time due to COVID-19. And we always like to think one step ahead and with the really the strong advantage of bringing Epions into your uh, into your practices, that Epions does drop ship, meaning that I guess Dr. Carl, do you want to explain the drop ship? You could explain it a little bit better, but it's it's your product, so can you explain how the drop ship works for practice? Yes, we have a program in place so that the practices will get their 40% credit for the uh, products, and uh, we will ship them directly from our manufacturing facility in high-quality packaging. And that was one of the aspects that was also important for us as I developed this company was to make sure we had high-quality packaging that was going to preserve the efficacy of the product and then uh, maintain it through the shipping processes. And so patients would get the high-quality product. And, and so we want to make sure that we do the packaging here, but then also all the way that we prepare it for transporting across the country and across the world so we know that the quality product gets there. 
we feel that that's also very important. Part of our manufacturing strategy also is to make smaller batches more frequently so that the patients can have products that are fresh. And why is that important? Well, because when we do the clinical trials, we're required to have manufacturing of the product done no more than a certain time period before. And so if you have a product that's sitting on a shelf for a number of months, you can't expect it to work as well because particularly active molecules Well, chemistry happens in those jars and bottles, and things will break down or deteriorate. And so we want to make sure that the patient has product in their hands and can use it up so that they can know with confidence, here's the success that I can expect because I'm using product that was similar to what they, it's identical chemically, but similar in production time to what they studied in the clinical trials that beat the prescription products. So that's an aspect of the freshness that really separates us from other groups. And of course, the fact of the matter is the, the founder and the developer of the product is putting his, his head on the, on the chopping block every day when I walk in to see a patient about whether the products work or not. So. <laughs> you're, you're face-to-face with your target market every single day. There, there is no way yeah. around that. You're not hiding behind a screen. You are face-to-face nope. with your target market every single day. Exactly right. And that was also another reason why, Mara, we set the pricing the way we have is because at the end of the day, the purpose of Epionce was to help me be a better doctor. And to be a better doctor, that means I have to have products that are affordable for my patient population. And whereas a number of people have come to me and said, gosh, we'd sell your product if you charged a lot more because we want to, we feel our market can bear a lot more. And I say, fine, go ahead and sell it for more. But we're going to sell it for a certain rate because I need it to be affordable for patients in my practice. And you, even though Epion sells on Dropship, you do not sell on any third-party websites uh, that might rhyme with Shmamazon, for instance. <laughs> so you uh, uh, and we love those sites, right? I've had an amazing amount of products delivered in 24 hours when I need it most during during shutdown, and even not. But there's certain things like what you put on your face that you want to know, just like you said, is at its peak freshness and has come directly from. The manufacturer and is not sitting in an unclimate controlled environment. It's not sitting in the back of somebody's car. It's not three years old when it's shipped to you or expired, etc. So you know that when the product arrives directly from dropship or when you ship that product from Epionce to the practice, just like you said, it's at its peak freshness. And Mara, that's really been a a problem recently because we do not sell on Amazon. And so there's diverters who are selling on Amazon and Walmart.com. And we have actually uh, purchased some of those just to see what it was like. And they were literally a whole series of products just thrown in a box and and the packaging was damaged and out of date and a lot numbers have been scratched off. And I mean, it's just, it's poorly controlled. We have several websites that we do work with uh, Lovely Skin and two others, Derm Store. And and then the um, important thing is that those 
are on our website. And those companies, we do guarantee product because we know they're getting the fresh product. Products coming from Amazon or Walmart.com, we do not guarantee the product because the product is often not authentic or has been poorly cared for or has been expired. And so you're not getting the Epion's power and value and safety by buying those products. We use active ingredients and active ingredients undergo chemical reactions. We have proven that we have long-term stability with renewal facial products. And by long-term stability, I'm talking products some out 10 years. But a lot of the other products, we have best buy dates on those. And that's when you're going to have the best benefit. And so the fact that uh, we are in a chemical world and chemistry happens when you mix things together Manufacturing processes are incredibly important, but also the packaging quality and the care of which is packaged and then how it's handled afterwards, how it's stored, how it's shipped. And all those are factors. And that's why I started Epionce because I felt that we needed to have quality control at every single aspect of production. A few years ago, one of the uh, formulating chemists called me and said, Dr. Carl, there's something wrong with this batch. We went and looked at it, and it was clearly not behaving properly in manufacturing. We found out that the supplier had actually sent us a material that was adulterated, and they knew it was adulterated. Okay, And they sent it to us anyway, basically to pull the wool over eyes, but because we do our own manufacturing, we can see when abnormalities occur. And so there's been a couple companies we stopped doing business with because they were not sending the proper ingredient. And so if you're doing for example, private label, or you're do working with many companies that will just contract manufacture, it may or may not have the quality that you want. With Epions, we are making it ourselves. And so we, we know that it's got the quality through and through in every step of the pathway. So for example, there was a study done where they took the six highest selling uh, vitamin C products and then they tested them against ultraviolet induced reactions. Only one had any measurable impact at all. The others did not. But vitamin C is extremely light sensitive and heat sensitive. And in the manufacturing process, if it's not done properly at low temperature, if they don't use, for example, the vitamin A products, don't also use a nitrogen blanket to protect it and have packaging that's going to keep out ultraviolet light or certain types of gases, the products are going to deteriorate. And it was interesting, just two years ago, there was a study where they showed that 40% of the products that, quote, contain retinol of department store brands had any measurable retinol at all. 40% had none, absolutely no evidence that there had been retinol in there. Now, I would like to think that, in fact, the company put it in and it was destroyed by manufacturing and packaging. And Epionce doesn't carry a retinol product, correct? That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, we have um, we use naturally derived carotenoids, of which retinol is one carotenoid, to manipulate epidermal cell proliferation and cell differentiation when it's combined with other herbal extracts that manipulate those pathways. So we get optimum function of that. In other words, what Epionce does is it 
allows, it provides the material so the skin can function at its best. And when the skin is damaged in any way, we repair that and provide the reparative compounds to repair and then to produce optimum function. So we have the multiple functionalities, repair and then optimize. So as we start as we start wrapping up our time today, because I know your time is incredibly pad precious. And as we talked about, you are still seeing patients. Um, you know, even today you are still seeing patients. And so what I would love is to ask you at this point, the three questions that I ask at the end of every podcast episode, and you can answer them in any order that you'd like. But the three questions I always like to ask are, what did you learn along the way, in addition to all of this amazing science that you have brought to the listeners today, but what did you learn along the way that you want to share with our listeners? What would you do differently if you had to do all over again? And finally, either personally or professionally, what are you most proud of? Well, thank you. Those are very good uh, questions. The thing that I learned along the way is the most important commodity or the most important ingredient in success is the people around you. Getting high-quality people that have certain characteristics that you need to build the company is really important. Yes, I'm the founder, but this company would not be successful without great marketing people and great salespeople great manufacturing, great distribution, and my chief operating officer and chief financial officer. All these people are incredibly important to making this machine work. All I do as a CEO is basically put together the team because I understand I'm really gifted in certain aspects, but there's a whole lot of things I'm horrible at. And so my job is to put together that team. And so to have a successful company, the most important commodity is the people that you surround yourself with. And I had some starts and stops early on in my career, and things took longer to develop and cost more than I had originally anticipated because I hadn't spent as much time and effort in putting together the team. But now I'm extremely happy and very proud of the team that I have now. What would I do differently? Uh, the big thing I would have done differently is hired more slowly, uh, but then fired more quickly. When it was clear that a, a person was wrong seat on the bus, put that person in another seat or let him go. I think one of the best business mentors that I had was Jim Collins' book. He has a series of books about building businesses and so on. And I found those very, very helpful in that and putting together your team and then how to, to work with the team. Good to Great is the uh, the first book in that, and what I was particularly impressed with was the, the data that was was driving that. The second thing I should have been more cognizant of having more time and resources set aside for overruns or if we didn't meet certain timelines. And that put us into some situations that resulted in me having to second mortgage my house and things like that. So I, I should have done a better job than that. The most proud uh, aspect uh, really revolves around the success of bringing products that are needed to the public and having them change lives and having people get well and keep their skin clear. When 
when I see that in my practice on a regular basis, that's where I get my uh, greatest joy. And that would not happen without having a team that I enjoy working with and that I have great respect for because they do things that are way beyond my own capabilities. I, I love all of that. And I know we, we say that all the time and I love that you use the word team. So I know firsthand you have an amazing team and I'm forever grateful for the team that we've built as well at Shore Solutions because we work really, really hard to function as a team. And as a fellow business owner, I understand 100%. I could not do what I do without them. And to be able to have a strong team behind you makes all the difference. And I also really, really appreciate that you are honest and, and open about things you would have done differently if you had it all to do all over again, because I think that is the sign of somebody who is very, very open about their past and somebody that's very open about opportunities and learning opportunities for others and being able to share knowledge is truly what you're all about. One last thing is it the reason we sell through professionals rather than mass market. Yes. Uh, that's one, one aspect that we didn't really hit on, but is important as far as differentiating us from other brands. My contention is that because each person has a different skin, you need a professional to evaluate that person's skin. And so they can produce the best regimen for that patient. That's why we have a series of different products, the renewal um, facial products and and uh, body products and so on. It's so that you can create, you as the skincare professional, can create the absolute best regimen for that pa patient, which will also allow you to build your business, build loyalty, and have and observe much better uh, results. I think that that is so incredibly true, and we say that to our patients all the time, that and oh, not our patients, but we say this to our clients all the time, rather, is that when they are communicating with their patients, they should make their patients aware of the value of having that professional evaluation and being able to be under the guidance of a true professional instead of being really leaving it up to the patient to try and figure out how to clear up their skin and they end up using too many products or too few products or the wrong products for their skin type, et cetera. So being able to trust a strong professional with a strong skincare line is going to make all the difference. Thank you for letting me insert that. Absolutely. So have a, have a wonderful rest of your day. And to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us for and of another episode of Shore Solutions, the podcast. Thank you so much. So that wraps up today's episode of Shore Solutions, the podcast. We hope that you've gotten as much out of this episode as we have. And if you have, I'd like for you to like it, rate us, and share this episode with your friends, colleagues, and the rest of your team. Remember to follow us on social media at Shore Solutions and send me a message directly. I love hearing from you. Plus, sign up for our e-newsletter to be the first to find out about our latest tips on running your practice more efficiently, dealing with the issues like drama and money in your practice, and see our latest videos and blog posts before anybody else. Now's the time to join at ShoreSolutions.com and click on the e-newsletter button in the top right-hand corner. We'll see you next time. And remember, subscribe and leave us a review.